Grace and peace to you, and welcome to Faith Lutheran Church. My name is Candace Wassell. I'm the pastor here at Faith. It is such a joy to have you visit with us. You are welcome, so welcome in every part of Faith's community. You are welcome to join us in person at worship on Sundays. You're welcome to visit us online. You're welcome in our mission, in our fellowship, and most important, you are welcome at the Lord's table. Matthew, the third chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, John Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John wore camel clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. And the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him, and all the region along the Jordan. And they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now, the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance. But the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Congregation may be seated. Well, grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In 1942, George de Mestrel was taking a hike through the Swiss Alps, and he was frustrated when he got home to find that his wool socks were covered in burdock seeds that looked just a little like this. See? The sled. All right. Burdock seeds covered in his wool socks. He was cursing them in frustration as he worked to pull them out. But being an engineer, his frustration soon turned to curiosity. What made this little seed so effective at hitching a ride on his socks? So he put the burdock seed under a microscope and he saw this. This is what he saw, little tiny hooks on the burdock seed. And then he thought, well, Gotta be connecting to something, right? So he put his wool sock under the same microscope to see this. Loops. Loops. George was an engineer. Thank you, Jane. And he knew that this was something special. So he got to work. He recreated tiny hooks and loops with nylon and polyester. And voila! Velcro. 
Velcro wasn't invented. So useful, it made a trip to the moon a few decades later. And I don't know about you all, but my grandmother was a woman possessed by Velcro. Everything had a spot in the house that it was Velcro to. Hooks need loops. Loops need hooks. And John the Baptist enters the scene today with a hook. With a hook. Repent, he says, which just means look in the mirror. You're not on the right path. You're a mess. You need to get on the path that God has set for you. Repent. That is the hook that John is using for baptism. But he's also a little irritated with who he is bringing in and who is showing up for baptism. Pharisees and Sadducees have walked up to the waters. They want in. John, very welcoming fellow, says to them, you snakes, you snakes, I see nothing here that's real. No true repentance. It's performative. They want to be in on baptism like it's the trend, you know, like politicians eating ice cream cones and kissing babies. John doesn't see the sort of repentance that leads transformation. Walking right by the mirror, he told them that the woman in the lake. And he tells them they're just going to stick like rocks. You know what the mental Lying, abusing, thinking more about self-destructing behavior that we get ourselves caught in at times when we know that there's a problem, but we're just not ready to do something about it. Maybe it's less nefarious than all of that. We're failing to love someone that we know they should be loved. Or we're failing to show generosity when we know we can. We have been where these Pharisees and the Sadducees are. So we need to know why we have. We know where the is in. But we don't want it right now. So we go to the ocean. We go to church. We say, but then we walk out of those doors and continue on the same path to let us in here. We're with no boost.
so simple a child can understand it. So I think about a little thing that happened with my friend Hillary this week. My friend Hillary, she has three boys who are eight, six, and four. God bless her. And she took them all three to see Santa this week. So her oldest boy, Lincoln, the eight-year-old, typical firstborn boy, just perfect as can be, went up first, and he tells Santa what he wants, but then very, very sweetly also asks Santa to make sure that his aunt delivers her baby safely by Christmas. Sweetest little guy. Her second son, Mac, hears this, thinks, oh, geez, I gotta live up to it. So when it's his turn, he asks for what he wants, but then also asks Santa to bring a new football. And Hillary's just, oh, this is so cute. My boys are so nice. Finally, her youngest, Knox, the four-year-old, he gets on Santa's lap, and he's heard what his big brothers have asked for. So he asks Santa for what he wants, and then he follows that up with, Santa, could you bring Mommy and Daddy a new couch and a new bed? And Hillary laughs. You know, they don't need a new couch or a new bed, but she just thinks Knox is trying to be as sweet as his brothers. And she tells them all on the way home how conscientious they were, and she was just so touched by that. And so they get home, and that evening she is, you know, Puttering around the house, cleaning things up. She notices red markers circled on the side of the couch. And she's about to call all three of the boys in there to interrogate them, but suddenly she remembers Max and what he asked for. And then she remembers, oh no, he asked for a new bed too. So she goes into the bedroom, she's lifting all the covers, and sure enough, they're along all the baseboards, bed markers, scribbles. So she calls Max in and says, Max, did you do this? And he said, yes, but see, I'm just going to fix it. <laughs> Here's the little boy who gets it. He gets it. He knows how naughty he is. He also needs help fixing it, and he knows it. He might be hooked into the wrong loop, but he'll get there. Hooks and loose. John and Jesus, balance. And I could end there, because honestly, that is a gospel message. That's what I've been trained to do. But I have to be honest with you. I don't normally keep things balanced up here. I'm off balance. Everybody knows it. I'm protective of you when it comes to John. I don't like throwing a lot of law at you because I have in these last eight years gotten to know who you are, a lot of you. And what I have noticed about you is that I think a lot of you know your flaws really well. Often I think you know them too well. You've heard John yelling at you. And you know he's right. I see you wanting transformation in your life. I've heard you ask for it. I've prayed with you for it. You have got your hook ready. That is not your struggle. What I see you struggle with more is trusting that the loop is for you. Believing you are worthy of the mercy and love Jesus has to offer. You struggle with trusting 
that God can make sense of the heartache and pain you have been through. Not only that, but so many of you are the responsible, caring sort who see the brokenness of the world and feel absolutely burdened to do something about it. It weighs on you. So I err on the side of Jesus here. I err on the side of mercy and grace. I talk more about love and the cross than I do about law and judgment and repentance. I don't always balance my approach because of what I see from my vantage point up here. But I have been rethinking that. About a month or so ago, Pastor Weirs was here to do a sermon series. Do you remember him? Tall guy, glasses, second best preacher, you know? So he was here for, uh, for four weeks. And the third week he was here, I decided I wanted to see what it was like to listen to the sermon from the way back. So at the sermon, when the sermon came, I went and I sat in the back cave back there. And I sat behind you all for the first time in eight years, for 20 minutes, while someone else preached. And I got to see you from a whole different angle. And looking at the back of your heads made me realize that I probably don't know you as well as I think. For example, some of you have far less hair than I thought. That's not true. You all have plenty of hair. <laughs> I just saw a different side. When I'm up here, I can see your faces. Normally, you all sit in the right spot. Angles, I'm not sure what you're doing over here today. But <laughs> I, I see your responses. I know the stories that make you cry. I, I know the prayer petitions that wrench at your heart. I can see kind of what you're talking about. Sometimes I can even make up the words. But back there, it was a whole different story. I couldn't see your faces, but I could see, you know, your arms were around each other. I could see how a lot of you were having to shuffle with your kids a ton to keep them entertained and occupied. I noticed that some of you had really heavy shoulders, you know, like you were weary. And nothing that I saw was particularly troubling. But it just made me realize that there are parts of your life that I can never and will never know. And vice versa. I am struggling somewhere between John's truth about my mess and Jesus' mercy for what it all means. So, at the risk of pushing a metaphor too far, the biggest drawback to Velcro is that it collects dirt. And it can get so full of debris and mess and a wrong idea about what God is up to in our lives and who we are that it doesn't stick together very well. And what I am trying to say to you today is that I don't know which part of you needs to be cleaned up more the hooks or the loops. Do you need more for Don or Jesus? 
And instead of doing what I always do, which is to make a choice for you this week and just keep on mercy and grace and love, I think I need to just let John be John for just this week. To let him push you a little bit. To push all of us to be honest about what is not working. Let his voice have just a little bit more volume than I usually let him have. Not so that you feel the weight of the world when you leave here. Not so that you feel the weight of what you see in the mirror every day. But because I have to trust that Jesus knows you better than I do. And we can trust. We can trust him to hold the mirror that John is handing to us today. We can trust him to hold it. And you can trust him with the refining fire of mercy and forgiveness that will burn away all that you need to let go. The most valuable message we have to share at Faith is the promise we have in Jesus. We come together every Sunday to share this good news in the reading of Scripture and sharing of Holy Communion. It is these two acts of worship that we learn of the forgiveness, peace, and joy that Jesus has won for us on the cross. These gifts also belong to you, and we hope you will feel welcome to receive them. After we've shared worship together, we trust that we are ready to be sent out into the world to serve our neighbor, and you're welcome to join us in that great work as well. There are so many opportunities at faith to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world. It's what we feel called to do. It's what we're passionate about. Above all, I want to encourage you in your faith. No matter where you're at in your journey with Christ, you are welcome to visit faith as often as you are able. But whatever you do, keep searching. There is a church family set aside just for you. And I trust the Holy Spirit will place you right where you need to be. Thank you.